0: Ooh
1: yeah! Killer Pog from Outer Space presents War Games.
2: What is up, party people, and welcome! 2022 no flying cars but i guess i'll live i am your host jeff and with me as always is my best friend the love of my life can't believe we made it here brother Vinny, what's up brother
1: hello everybody welcome to 2022 i
2: think i've startled the producer to near tears
1: yeah you've <laughs> struggling over there producer <laughs> holding back laughter or tears <laughs> just, just the, our
2: friendship she's just so
1: <laughs> never seen brotherhood
2: i legit like so when i was a kid the whole sidebar i legit thought by like the time i had a driver's license i was like yeah flying cars definitely
1: <laughs> um i mean i didn't think by the time i had a driver's license but like 2022 which was just like so far away at that point, I was yeah. like, wow, oh, yeah, there's got to be. I mean, there is crazy shit yeah. going on.
2: I remember but. sitting in the back seat of my parents' Ford Tempo listening to Stone Temple Pilots when it was brand new, going, yeah, I'll be driving down this road. <laughs> Flying, Flying cars. Road. <laughs> <laughs> just how high do I want to go? Throwing in mini
1: CDs of STP.
2: Yeah.
1: Who knew we were going to have fucking just digital on our phones? Yeah.
2: Well, I guess the Tesla is close, it drives you.
1: I want to get one of those cars that does the uh, self-parallel parking. That sounds kind of cool.
2: I think a lot of them do that now. I know. It's like
1: standard almost. Yeah. I saw an article today that there is uh, new John Deere tractors and harvesters where the farmers don't even have to be in the field. They just self-drive.
2: I don't know if I like
1: that or not. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Fucking Terminator. It's going to be here soon. (laughs)
2: Skynet is coming.
1: It's going to be here soon. Should I? (laughs) get that thumb up i love that movie there is artifacts of that movie all over this Mm -hmm. room the the
2: studio is terminator central basically
1: oh yeah we got the arm we got the head yeah we literally
2: we control skynet we have to destroy <laughs> your shit. Because that's what they do, right? They get the arm. Yeah. The, and, arm, the uh, arm goes
1: in the... Well, the head doesn't. But the, no, well, not the, the head. but the, the CPU chip does. Yeah, I don't have the chip, but...
2: We just got the head. We'll get that chip one day. I do have
1: almost every physical copy of that movie, though. Mm-hmm. From VHS to 4K.
2: I have it. I think we talked about this before. I have it on a VHS recorded from like HBO with that's the way to do it double featured with the old captain america movie
1: that's the way to do it i had double featured with commando yeah watch that shit till the tape broke
2: i lied anywho welcome to 2022
1: uh kicking off the year with the best of last year
2: yeah this is a crazy list for me because it's not my scene to be watching stuff that is of the current
1: well (laughs) and you and i off off mike talked about you know, planning for future episodes. I think all the way back in October, just anticipating that this was going to be a thing, we're like, nah, we're not doing the best 2021.
2: Yeah, because it was so... Everyone does it.
1: Everyone does it. Um, And we're certainly going to have, you know, our own twist on it, I think. But then it hit me, either hearing someone else's list or reading lists, I was like, there was actually a good amount of movies this year. Like, we took it for granted and didn't give... 2021, enough credit for how many uh, good movies came out this year. And there were some stinkers, but that's going to happen every year. Oh, duh. Um, Yeah, so I I think i will be good to get into it. Especially to kick off this this new uh, season, if you will, of the show.
2: I know, man. Damn, I can't believe we're still going. And like people, I feel like that's every podcast. They're like, oh, I can't believe we've been doing it so long. I legit thought this was going to be like, yeah, we'll do it for like two months and then one of us will get over it and we'll
1: i it. didn't plan on me getting over it like we've mm. talked about it before yeah. we talked about even doing this for years
2: right but i still thought you would probably like just be done with it like i know personally i didn't like i think I, we we got on here i was like if three people listen i'll be ecstatic and we legit i mean i think we got like 50 listeners a month or so mm-hmm. and that's cool man and like you know my mom's our Yeah, I know,
1: we get like 50 episodes
2: or an episode. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But like,
1: give some credit. Which our... still isn't great. <laughs> no. So. But like,
2: my mom loves it. My dad tries to listen, and he's just like, I don't get it. But it's cool <laughs> to like know that, like, you know, you know. I think as anybody, uh, our buddy who's gonna come up later in the episode, um, Chris from Cool Face Studios, like, he said it too. He's like, my mom's my biggest fan. I like, I, I think that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just getting support from the people that have supported you your whole life, and that's all that fucking matters.
1: My mom, uh, I think it was similar to your dad. She was a loyal listener in the beginning, but then she just had no fucking clue what we were talking about. Yeah, that's my dad. He's so anything. now she she listens in for like something that, like she liked the heist episode. That's cool. I'm sure she dug the Christmas one. Yeah,
2: I was just sharing with a friend last night. Um, I had the quilt out on the couch, because that's where it is. I'm like, oh, where'd they get this this quilt? I was like, oh, Vinny's grandma made it for me? <laughs> I was like I didn't know me and his grandma were that tight but apparently she likes me enough to make a quilt and then I'm like uh, I'm going to throw some old episodes of the league on because I'm like depressed and I want to laugh and uh, I I go to my Hulu and I share a Hulu with your mother (laughs) so I was like how how crazy is that
1: (laughs) it's uh, It's Vinny, Jeff and then what did she put, Mary Beth Mm -hmm. or just Vinny's mom just Mary Beth
2: And I was like, yeah, that's uh that's me and Vinny's relationship <laughs> right there in a nutshell.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: good stuff. Yes. All right. So, what do you got? This is a beer. I want to get in the beer because this is one that we've been sitting on since this metal and evening. beer. Yep. This is going back to September. Yep. And we just did not have the right time to do it and now the time is Well, right. we were doing all
1: kinds of seasonal stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Yeah, we've been aging it for a little while, which I'm sure is Well, nah, it's pale also. It's fine that it's not drinking uh, completely fresh. But anyway, this is from uh, Three Floyds. Very famous brewery. Very famous for their strong game in pale ales and IPAs. And their love of heavy metal. And this is a cl- collaboration they did with the great death metal uh, giants, Pig Destroyer. Indeed. And it is called Permanent Funeral. And it's got some sick hand art. Like it is bloody red-black... Oh, yes. It's nice. Crazy, like um.
2: It's a shirt. I want that. It's a shirt. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: It's sure. a what is that? A monkey skull with I don't nines know, what into it. It, it almost no, looks a, like a bat. Like, bat monkey hybrid. Kind of looks like a werewolf a little.
2: Oh no, it does look like a bat. I'm looking at the ears now.
1: Yeah, with I think some that's a crab bat. claws yeah. coming out of there. Yeah, it's gnarly though. It's sick. Yeah. And I like how Three Floyds like like they're they're known for their their IPAs, but they kill it on just like the regular pale ale. They have a few different versions that are just really good. So I have high hopes for this one. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's good.
2: As I spill it into my sock. Um, That
1: might as well be a... It is delicious.
2: And you know what? Going back, thinking about it, man, we should have jumped on that municipal waste beer, too. Damn. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, uh, maybe in February, we can get a little bit of it, if you know what I'm saying. Nobody's looking. Everyone's just in their own thing. Ah, it's a werewolf. It is a werewolf. Yeah. Ah, see, I didn't
1: thought that. There's a little description on the side of the can. Producer, uh, what do you got over there? I see you're going to a show favorite and one of your personal favorites. My
0: personal favorite, Imprint Beer Company, Smoogee, Zombie Graveyard Dirt. Mm -hmm. This is Blood Orange, Chocolate Pudding, Cookies and Cream, and Gummy Worms.
2: I, I, Wait, whoa, 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 Gummy, Gummy worms?
0: <laughs> gummy worms.
2: I don't know if I can get behind that. I, I can get behind that a lot. Now, there are no Haribo gold bears, <laughs> but the fact that somebody decided I'm to include
1: the gummy
2: bear, or the gummy worm. I don't, I don't know if I like that smell, actually.
1: Do you want to share the, uh, since we talk about them so much, do you want to share the sad news about Imprint?
0: <sighs> I was devastated.
2: Lay it on me. I don't even know.
0: Just one day, they just put up on Instagram, this was our final weekend in Pottstown.
2: Oh, they're killing... All right, so... And I
0: was just there on Friday, and they didn't say anything.
2: Um, I was very, very sudden. I was just talking to somebody about this. The seasonal beer um, garden rental, takeout, whatever... Mm -hmm. Because they were just doing takeout, right? They were just doing takeout. But I think that is a new thing, because Stickman has a place on on Mifflin Street in South Philly, and they closed it up. Closed it up. Yeah. yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes a new trend where they, they get a place for an allotted amount of time. And then this just one bail.
1: was open for a while, and it made them a ton of money. Like she would go ev- almost every, every week and pick up, week. and there'd be a line at the door. Man, no doubt. Getting tons of four packs, cases. Spending hundreds of dollars at a at a pot, so and just the way how like how sudden it was, it seems like there might have been a lease issue. That, that's what I'm
2: saying. They probably just signed a lease and then decided maybe this isn't the spot. Like we're making good money, but we have a fan, we have a loyal base. We don't, we don't, loyal we don't need here. to be here.
1: They built a little base here that may not, or probably won't drive the house. Yeah, party. but
2: what if they they get a nicer spot and they open? Well, that's a, well, what that's I was getting. Yeah, so maybe
1: crowded <laughs> castle.
2: Oh, I would love that if they it went on awesome. bridge. Yes, and it would be, so it would be cool. super
1: successful. The only problem is imprint. They are held up, even with all the different beers that they do a lot of beers on a weekly basis, and they only have two brewers. They don't have uh, uh, They don't even have like a team.
2: Apparently the cats have gotten yeah, get this, ballsy. Get this Jesus Christ. cat out of here. Hello, kitty cat.
1: Um, So it might not be possible for him to have a second location at the moment. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I'm, I'll I'm, tell hoping, you I'm hoping more to come on this. I'll
2: tell you what. If If you're a reputable brand, people will come to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so true. It goes. But
0: I, I mean, we're still going to go to Hatfield. She's a
1: huge fan of this just, place. No, it's great. We're going to yeah. Hatfield on Saturday because we have a rare Saturday off. There you go. But we're not going to be going on a week. And was basis. it
2: was it super convenient that they were down the street? Yeah, yeah that's great. I mean, but you know, they the also beer
1: fridge is empty now. <laughs> they had they had us or mostly her as a weekly customer. Every single week, she was buying a lot, and now. Because of location, we're not going to be able to do that.
2: You that, never know. And that's money. You never way. know. They but I still love
0: up. them. I love you, imprint.
2: They might end up in a better spot. You have no idea. No idea. Um, it's it's a wild game, man. It is. It's, it
1: is. It's, very it's, competitive. it's not
2: about your location. It's about where you're making your beer and how you're making it. And if you're making good beer, people will get your beer. It's just
1: how it goes. You want to dive into that music pick? I do. You're gonna give me a little, I do. A little uh, introduction. To and this about. is
2: this goes hand in hand with our beer. So, me and uh, Vinny, hopefully Brother Pete and Brother Sean, we're looking at this uh, decibel fest. It's not the metal and beer fest. It's just a it's a tour they're doing. Oh, I'm sorry, I just popped into the mic real hard. Um, a tour they're doing. They're not coming through PA though, which sucks. But they're in Baltimore. But anywho, the lineup is insane. It's Gate Creeper. uh, Gate Creeper, Obituary, Municipal Waste, and this band Enforced, who I'd never heard of. Well, let me tell you right now. If you are into death metal or speed metal, you need to be listening to Enforced. These guys are killing it. They've only been... They got two records out. They, they, They popped up in, like, 2019. The first record's good. The second record... Blows the first record out of the water. Uh, it's called kill grid. It is so good. The riffs are nasty. Um, they're, I think they're, I I said it to Vinny earlier. We were getting our, our food and I was like, I think this is the next big thing in death metal. I think, I think these are the gun going to be the guys. Uh, they're young. They're, they're just killing, killing, uh, with that record. Like there's not a bad track on the record.
1: Um, I dig it. I mean, I listened... So, when we were going over that lineup for the show, just like you, I I didn't hear this band, so I listened a little bit of it. I started from the beginning, listened to most of the first record, and I was super impressed with that, and added a couple songs of that record onto my playlist, and with you telling me the next record blows that one away, I am super excited. Yeah. And the one, the one song you uh, played for me from the second record, we're gonna close out the episode tonight with it, it had... A sick riff mm-hmm. that just had me head banging in the car like crazy.
2: Yeah, good stuff. I'm, I'm super stoked. I hope we do make it to that show. I mean, things are going nuts with the corona. They're adding more. I, I don't know if you saw like if you're a child under five years old now, and, or over five years old, you have to be vaccinated and stuff like that. It's it's, it's getting crazy. But uh, well,
1: we are vaccinated, so I think, no, absolutely. I think, yeah, I'm just I saying. We'll I hope. Yeah, I just hope. And if, I think I do think uh, Pete and Sean. We'll be into it. We never know A shame He's fucking...
2: No, he's he, a pain in the butt. He could be an Anchorage. Love him to death.
1: Anchorage or <laughs> Slovakia or something.
2: Love him to death. I FaceTimed him last night. He was in uh, Czechoslovakia. He was coaching some minor league hockey team. I don't even know how he got that gig. Uh, and then I talked to him today. He was in State College cutting wood. I, have, I don't know how he does it, but he does. He's a wild man. Mad man. But enforced, look him up. Get to know him. I think they're going to be around a long time. I think they're going to be... Honestly, I I kind of equate them to like the next lamb of God. They'll probably wow. I dude I, I think I think they're gonna cross over. They're gonna get popular, and I think they're gonna be a big deal for a long time. Just
1: saying. You know I love me some lamb. Of Just God. saying,
2: and if I can, being the giant Cancer Slug fan I am, new Cancer Slug singles out. It's called Cum Rag. It's great. Go <laughs> <pretty laughs> listen good. to it.
1: Producer does not like Cancer Slug. Boo. She gets easily offended, and whenever I play. Uh, girl chained up in the basement making babies a kill yeah. she gets all ah, this she doesn't
2: even cool. like fucking you this dry song's
1: inappropriate
0: i never said inappropriate
1: you said that i just don't it's like disturbing it. or something
2: it's against it a little disturbing this is against god's will
1: <laughs> in her case yahweh ah
2: shalom,
1: <laughs> shalom. <laughs> Uh, you got anything on the news front?
2: I really don't have not not much. Not um, the time of year for much to be dropped. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I think the beginning of the year, a lot of people keep it close to the chest. I do know that they're making a big deal about it. Um, the new Evil Dead movie is in like post production, and they're saying it is gnarly. So that's cool. That is really cool. That's really cool.
1: No, Bruce Campbell though. No, he's in it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. I think he, I'm pretty sure he's in it. I thought he, or he's involved in some. way. I thought he was involved in some way. Yeah. Maybe
1: getting um, a cameo. The but, other uh,
2: thing I want to say is, um, 2021, like, what a most triumphant year. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I should have said, do you have any news? I'm like jumping over you. I was just so yeah. excited to get to this.
1: Continue with yours. I'll, uh, I'll jump into uh,
2: mine. Like a most triumphant year for like the return of things. The Chucky series came out. People yeah. were loving it. We've been talking about it for weeks. I still haven't watched it, but people love it. Like, anybody who knows that I do this podcast or knows I'm a horror friend, they, the first thing they say, to them, have you seen the new Chucky series? Because they're loving it. Um, the return of Ghostbusters. People love the new Ghostbusters. Nostalgia factor, whatever it is, people yeah. loved it. Um, the Matrix came back.
1: Not people, getting a lot of love.
2: Not, but supposedly it's going to start a whole new franchise. Like, Good stuff. The more Keanu, the better. That's what I say. I agree. <laughs> um, but I think twenty twenty-one really reinvigorated a lot of franchises in a great way. Um and, and I think a,
1: it reinvigorated a lot of actors. I
2: was gonna say, and a lot of directors and actors. Sam yeah. Raimi now, he's in the MCU. Yep. Yeah. Bruce Campbell is kind of um uh admitted that like I'm not Ash anymore, but I still wanna be inv- like I still wanna do these things and that's a big deal because there's a lot of unexplored territory in all these franchises that a guy like Bruce Campbell could he could make mm-hmm. just by being in it. Um so I'm I'm super stoked for the future of the genre, uh, sci-fi horror. Um it looks like it's it's <laughs> it, for anybody who ever said like, "Hey man, like, you know, these horror movies are like they're a trip, and like I like to go see them, but they're not. No, they are now. Uh, Shutter with the making. Um, snap, 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 snap. Uh, making the monsters behind the monsters, whatever they're calling. That series is super successful. They're getting more original stuff. Like it's it's just and becoming. Then
1: uh, Netflix did a competing one, not just about horror, obviously, but just behind it. So I think people are actually getting into like behind the scenes of movies mm-hmm. like I and mean, we've been watching all that shit since we Forever, were kids. Forever, yeah.
2: That was the, that was the selling point on like yeah. DVD when it came but out. But I think people
1: are getting into it because for Shutter to have a series about that and Netflix to have their third se- season um of a series about all behind the scenes of uh movies. That's good. Yeah. I just I'm I'm just I think we're breeding little cinephiles like us.
2: Yeah, I'm just I'm just so hype on what's happening like it used to be such a protected thing. And and we have this I have this argument with my buddy at work and like we hate the it's not really an argument I guess, but the gatekeepers like fuck the gatekeepers, man. Get the hell out of here. The more the the better, right? Like I don't want to hear that uh some kid just saw Black Christmas for the first time and he didn't like it and here's why. And you're like get out of here, you little punk. You don't even know anything. No, I want to hear why. I want to hear what you like. And I want to Get into that shit, and I want to know, where where are we going here? W- what's the next wave? And so I have an interesting theory about what the next wave will be. We'll get to it, though.
1: <laughs> two things with that. Um, one, to, to, to like, piggyback off that, the next wave is coming, and I think it, in part, is with that Chucky series. Do you intend on watching that?
2: I do, and I, I'm excited to watch it. Watch I'm, like, it. I'm, like, really so, excited to watch it.
1: It was very well done. There was a lot of good callbacks. There's a lot of good originality, refreshing to the series. But for me, this was the first time in my life that I felt old
2: out of the loop. Right, I felt
1: old mm-hmm. and like maybe I wasn't the audience for this. Mm-hmm. It's very much for like the young people, which is a good thing because mm-hmm. they're targeting it towards the young people. And from what we can gather, the young people are digging it yeah which is great
2: yeah
1: um and that'll be a whole refresher for the genre and everything with your we were we have been a little bit uh get off my lawn before oh absolutely
2: i'll I'll never deny that for sure going
1: going (laughs) to the horror conventions when
2: the walking Walking dead was at its
1: peak we were like oh these walking dead people here ruining it too many of you get out of here get out So it's like, a, it's like a, a give and
2: take with that, I think. I think the difference was that I was so used to being in the damn, uh, what's it called? The Crown Plaza at Cherry Hill and not having some kid up my asshole. Um, but no, in reality, it was a good thing because it exposed them it to everything that was going on. Yeah. For us, it was just an inconvenience. And hopefully,
1: <laughs> hopefully it exposed those Walking Dead fans to more horror I guess and I think it did I think
2: genre. it did a lot um, especially because a lot of those actors were horror actors um, and I think a lot of the Walking Dead people I, I, I can't speak from knowing them because like I, the, the people I know that we used to watch it oh, excuse me there were people that knew me and they were like oh there's Jeff he's the horror guy he'll know but I think it opened their minds to watching more stuff that they would be like, because eh. like I remember watching, um, I used to go to my buddy's house for The Walking Dead every Sunday night. And I went over, it was like Halloween weekend. And uh, this TV or whatever, they would play like all the cheesiest, cheap, dirt bag horror movies. Because they cost them nothing. And I went over his house and I put it on. And I sat there and I watched uh, 13 Ghosts, the original William Castle one mm-hmm. and it was it's it's awful it's not a great movie you know but he was watching it with me and he was like this like, I didn't know this shit existed and I was like exactly this is it and like you're watching it and you, you're you not like turn this off like this is this is how people get into the shit
1: I think in a way um I mean he doesn't watch the classics and like the classic cult and like B movies that we do but in a way because we've exposed it to him Shane's kind of going down the same path. Oh, he, he
2: has become He's
1: watching more modern stuff, but he's watching like Bonkers off the Wall. Oh,
2: absolutely. Stuff. And he's become a huge Clive Barker fan. He loves some some Clive, some some Clive Barker. Um I don't think I've ever met somebody in my life that had a particular movie that they were like, I need to see this and I can't watch it until you show it to me. And that was Hellraiser with him. And I told him straight up, I was like, what you think about Hellraiser, like Pinhead, the first movie, that is not what you're going to get. He's like, I don't care. I want to see it. And I put it on for him. He Fucking loved it. And he's like, I need to see the second one. And I was like, "Well, the second one's great, so you'll love that." And then he's like, "Well, I need to see the rest of them. Like, they're not so good, but he watches them." And that's that. That's how you should get him in.
1: on the episode. Then as he gotten? Finished? Oh, I told him.
2: He yeah, he wants in. Oh, okay, good, <laughs> he good, wants good, in. Good. Yeah, he uh, but like,
1: and, and you know what? I think I mean our our own uh, influence helped, but the Mahoning helped with him a lot. Yeah, Because he would come to. those. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He would come out to those with us, just like for the hangout. Yeah, wow, I brought him
2: it. I brought him to Texas Chainsaw. He loved it. I mean, who who wouldn't love Texas Chainsaw? But then they did the secret feature, which was the next generation. And as we're watching it, like he's picking up the nuances that it's a remake of the first like it's like a weird like retelling of the first one. And th- that was the first time I noticed it too. And we're talking, I'm like, dude, we're talking it out. Like, oh well, I'm yeah. smacking my mic. Um but I had never noticed it yeah. until I'm talking it I out with him. Shit. Yeah, and then uh we went to um uh oh shit. Um with Sam Neill.
1: Um Event Horizon?
2: No, no no the the, the old one. Oh, uh,
1: uh, possession, which possession. I still haven't seen. And
2: we loved I had I never can't seen wait it. To see it. And I was like and you had told me, like, eh, it's a movie that like I don't even know that you'll like. And we both watched it and we were just chatting about it for an hour and a half afterwards. Like, what do you think this was? What do you think this was? And then we went to what, um, uh maxim overdrive that was just super fun um but that yeah
1: i should have went with you guys to possession oh so I just good so good i've been waiting so many years to see that movie it that is amazing i only like i just have it in my mind that i need to see it by myself maybe with like just you no. but seeing in that group atmosphere at the honing, i thought like we'd be like drinking and Oh, we were very- <laughs> well i'm like talking and getting like i i want to hold no. in and yeah be all focused on i think it's
2: movie. A, that's a movie you want to talk about like you need to talk about but anywho the the point of my story is this it's like yeah there's just evolving. yes yeah the 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 people so what,
1: what do you think uh this year is going to be i in think 20,
2: i think 2022 um not to be I don't want to jump ahead because I want to talk about it later. But I think...
1: You want to save it for later to talk about what... The, I'll yeah, put it this way. We can way. do it after our list. No, no.
2: I'll put it this way. I think the days of the Times Square grindhouses are upon us again. And I think the content of movies is not going to be as Judged as the entertainment value, I'll put it that way, and I'll leave it at that for now.
1: I see what you're saying. Uh, Yeah, so let's get back more into that after our list, because then that'll that'll close up 2021. Mm. Producer, make sure you're thinking about where you think the horror genre is going. It's going in 2022,
2: long as your buddy Ryan Turek doesn't have control. (laughs) We hope he does. I hope he does not, (laughs) because evil. Will not die tonight.
1: <laughs> Love Ryan Tark. God, he's such a son of a bitch. <laughs> no, he's not. All right. So, as we've said tonight, we are bringing you our top horror movies and TV shows, mm-hmm. We're including both into 2021. We're going top 10. We're gonna keep it nice and even this evening. We're not doing any uh, any. Uh, Money in the Bank, no mm. quantity versus quality. You're going to go tick for tack, back mm-hmm. and forth. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you'll agree. I want to emphasize that, at least for me, I'm not saying these are the best, most no, brilliantly crafted. Absolutely not. As far as film school goes, not the best of 2021. Just my favorites. My favorites, yes. yeah.
2: I'm right. with you 100% on that.
1: Um, and I have a good amount of discards. Um, I have a couple uh, stinkers that happened this year. That couple
2: of poops. I mean, there's
1: there's plenty of stinkers. There is every year. That's that unique 2021. But there's a couple stinkers that I was personally looking forward to and had high hopes for, and they just <laughs> pooed. I, I burped. I'm sorry. Um, can Chinese. I tell you a
2: really lame story real quick? Can't so wait. I have to talk about the monster Millie. Hello, Millie. Monster Millie. Is she got great, her
1: denim jacket. She is match. the
2: greatest baby alive. However, Joe, t- I was out with, with our buddy Joe today, uh, Monster Millie's father. And now, apparently, when she makes a, a poops, she rubs her belly and goes, doo-doo. <laughs> uh-huh. And that is the cutest fucking thing I've ever heard That's in my life. <laughs> awesome. Did
1: he teach her to do that?
2: No, she started doing it. And I was like, that is amazing. Why does she rub her belly? I don't know. She's like, oh, this is satisfying. Just, just, just doo-doo. Just, right. just doo do
1: Well, at least now they know. Can I start doing that, producer? Oh my God, if I could do that, that
0: would I mean, be great. That makes you feel better.
2: But I just thought it was the cutest fucking thing. And I was like, I have to bring this it up. It won't be as cute as Millie. <laughs> yeah, it's no nobody's in cute. Monster Millie is the official... Like, what's our
1: crew? Fuckboys? <laughs> we didn't know what that meant. We, we, we started calling ourselves the fuckboys many moons ago before we knew there was actually like a negative. Because we were
2: like, fathers, hide your daughters. Here come the fuckboys. Yeah.
1: And like, <laughs> oh, like Fuckboys are in town. And this was like a whole Mahoney thing. Like, it's small town America. And we're, we're rolling in from like. The city and the larger part of the suburbs. Like, oh, the fuckboys are in town. Years this went on until someone, I forget who it was. is was either this producer. Or I think it was Joe. Or Joe. I think Joe
2: was like, you shouldn't call yourself that.
1: <laughs> and we got the actual like uh, urban dictionary yeah. definition of a fuckboy. Like, yeah. Not one of those. But we're still the fuckboys. And uh, little Millie is our spokesperson.
2: Mm-hmm. She, she runs us. <laughs> and now she's patched up. Yeah.
1: Did you know that, producer? Know. She's yeah. She's got the she denim, got a, jacket got denim jacket with her name on it. With a patch across the back with her name on it. Yeah. Adorbs. It's dope.
2: <laughs> She's the greatest.
1: And Joe is still our leader. Will not wear a patch or That's a denim right. jacket. He
2: just wears clothes.
1: <laughs> he can't be uh, marked in case there's any yeah. assassination attempts. Yeah, he's
2: like the Patrick Stewart in Green Room. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. He just runs us. Mm-hmm. All right. Look at you. You're going uh, to die. <laughs> Before we get into this list, we got trivia coming up, we got this list coming up, but I gotta turn over some logs and freshen up a beer, so we'll be back in a second. from a little intermission. It's probably going to be a new thing we do. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. A little pig destroyer to uh, entertain you while we're on a quick break. By flipping logs, I meant. We have a fire roaring here in the studio, and I had to flip the logs and get a new one on there. Keep that bitch roaring. It is toasty down here. I am loving it. Yeah, it's nice. (laughs) Because
2: I am the... I'm a product of my Italian grandmother where it's 95 degrees in the summer. And I go, Ooh, I'm cold.
1: Me too. You see, I'm not. You two are brutal. Yeah. But it is, uh, it's nice down here.
2: When I, <laughs> I remember, uh, I would be like at my grandma's house. I, I used to spend, people always say, where are you from? I say, I'm, I'm from South Philly and Roxbury. I spent a lot of time in South Philly. I, I split time because my grandmother was the greatest, but I remember like being in her house and the AC on, she had central air in South Philly in 1990s, which is That's like, wild. yeah, wild. And I would just be like, I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd go upstairs and be like, I'm sweating.
1: <laughs> I think I wanted to be cold growing up because we had no central air. Actually, in the, in the winter months, I guess I was cold because we only ever like my father, my uncle, I live with him. We only ever heated the house by fire like we're doing this evening. But anyway, all right, let's dive into some trivia. Trivia for the number 1 pick. Yes. To kick this off.
2: This is a very uh easy trivia. Like just just for the number 1, nothing crazy. Yeah. No no convoluted uh killer pod from Outer Space rules.
1: We um I think we're probably going to agree on number 1, so that's that's helpful yeah. or challenging. That's
2: no, it good good.
0: All right, since so this is going to be an easy show. I'm going to make this an easy trivia.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Speak up.
0: Alright. <laughs> the original Michael Myers mask in Halloween 1978 was created using an actual Halloween mask of what actor?
1: William Shatner.
0: <laughs> good job, guys.
1: I'm going to give it to Vinny. That
2: was a nice man. team yeah, That was it. an easy one. and Good, good. Deal. But I'll give it to Vinny. Because he definitely uh, needed one to start the new year. <laughs>
1: listen let me tell you something because i'm gonna dominate you i've been uh, killing it in jeopardy oh really and i was happy uh two nights ago in jeopardy so what's tonight the how do that.
2: you feel about molly
1: uh, I, i'm not happy with i want ken them. jennings back right like no he is back oh he is yeah
2: oh good good good, good. and
1: even him uh, i want someone else
2: no i want ken jennings i really do i uh I go back. I'm a buzzer guy, so I watch all like the old like classic concentration with Trebek, and Trebek has always been Trebek. And as far as Jeopardy goes, like you're not going to replace him in any way, shape, or form. But Ken Jennings, I think, is it, it, it's
1: good. He, the hist- it's, his is there. It, it's fine, yeah. And like, but like, I don't want his. I want someone new and fresh. Like he makes too many references and jokes about how he was on Jeopardy. Like I don't need that.
2: Did we hear the um...
1: what about Aaron Rodgers?
2: No, give me <laughs> give me Ken give Jennings. Me, uh, uh, <laughs> um, did you ever hear the story about the um, Price Is Right thing? Mm. Okay, so Bob Barker obviously was ancient, like right, like he lived to be like almost a hundred. Yeah, but he did the Price Is Right forever, and there was this dude on Game Show Network. He used to be on E Network. He used to host a show. His name was. Todd, I want to say Todd Gack, but I think that's from Seinfeld. But to, Todd something, but he was forever like the guy that was going to take over for Bob Barker, and then Bob Barker died, and they gave it to Drew Carey. And if you ever saw the first three, I or f- Drew Carey was a good. Replacement, he was terrible. He was terrible. The first couple years, he was terrible. And then, like something like clicked, or they gave him money, and he became great. Yeah. But The first couple of years, he was absolutely insufferable. It yeah. was almost like he didn't want to be there. He's like, "All right, we're gonna play um plinko. Cool. Oh, look at that. You want a thousand dollars? Really? Yeah. He yeah, yeah, was, he was terrible. Yeah. Now he's like really he's great everywhere. now. Yeah. yeah. Right. But this dude, I I just feel bad for this dude, uh, Todd something or other. But his deal was like he was gonna be Bob Barker's replacement. And then Bob Barker died, and he did not become that guy. Actually, he I don't think he does anything anymore. He had a bunch of shows on, like, Game Show Network and stuff.
1: Hmm. Well, I was going to say with Jeopardy, two nights ago, so this that would be Tuesday night, uh, this week on Jeopardy, they had a uh, category that was horror movie taglines.
2: Oh, no shit. Yeah, That's fun. awesome.
1: Hmm. Yeah, That's good. I got all of them right except for... One of them, it was like in the middle of the.
2: Oh, ta- do you remember what it was? What? Do you remember what the the question was?
1: No, no, not Final Jeopardy.
2: No, no, I'm saying, do you remember I what the, the question, question was? The one. Oh, the tagline. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't, but uh, it was it was snakes on a plane. I was like, that's not a hard, maybe. Come on.
2: Um. There's so many other. Hard I'm tired I of these do. motherfucking snakes nah, on nah, this motherfucking I plane. Bad,
1: nah. <laughs> it, I mean, no, no, nah, 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 not tagline, subtitle, subtitle. Uh okay. So like, I was like. Ah, so I, remember, I remember like the, it, the question being posed. I was like, what? I, was like, I have no idea. And, the, and no one got it. And he was like, snakes on a plane. I was there like, come on. Come on. Uh, all the uh, contestants avoided that category, like the plague. Like it was, oh, I'm sure. It was the last I'm category sure. that was touched. All right. So with that um, trivia result, that leaves Jeff kicking us off at the number 10 spot. Then I'll be at nine. Then Jeff at eight. Then me at seven, and Jeff at six, me at five, Jeff at four, me at three, Jeff at two, and me getting that number one slot. All right, let's see what we're going to kick in the list with 2021. Go
2: ahead, producer. All
0: right. Kick it off. At number 10, Jeff has selected the amusement park.
2: Okay, so before everyone freaks out, Dog not course. not course yeah, not a twenty twenty one movie whatsoever, but a lost George Romero film made about ageism for some people in Pittsburgh, um, that finally got it saw the light of the day in twenty twenty one. And it is not released anywhere, else, no, right? No, nowhere. So, it was yeah. lost. It, they, they didn't even know it existed until he passed away in the Romero um foundation found it it is haunting it is sad um it's experimental it's a lot of things it's it's but it is a romero film uh from top to bottom and in 2021 uh me being a romero guy you couldn't have asked for anything better it is it has a message which is um you know ageism um, at that point in the um, the states at least, like the old people were just shunned. They were they were pushed aside, and he does a really, really great job of just taking it to a Romero level. There's no, um blood and guts. It's not, uh, your typical like day of the dead kind of thing. it's it, it's it's a well made, uh public service piece, and it's amazing it um it was kind of a shock to someone like me because I had thought I knew everything Romero I was that dude um I'm very close friends with Tom Savini, so I knew everything <laughs> no I'm not but um I just thought I was that guy like i was a i was a Romero completionist and I knew. Every and then this came along and um, and it's haunting. It's not scary. It's not um, exciting. It's haunting, and it makes you think. And it, it's worth a watch for sure. I'm, I'm sure. I think I talked about it before on the epi- uh, one of the episodes this year for sure. But like, I was sad just watching it. And 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 the best movies invoke emotion, and he did.
1: Yeah, I did that. And I I've heard. Or well, I've read um, similar like statements and thoughts about it. Uh, th- th- this is Shudder, right? Yes. Yeah. I fully intend on, on catching this. Um, winter is my watching season. So I'll be able to dive into a lot of stuff. As long as producer keeps my lists to a minimum of what I have to do around the house and the property, I will be able to watch things. Because before she came along during winter... I would just be able to bunker down on a day off, smoke a bunch of weed, and watch. Yeah, when I lived here, we we
2: just had piles of cocaine everywhere. Oh
1: yeah, piles of cocaine, champagne bottles, and we would just watch horror movies. And she's
2: like, Jeff, I think it's better if you get your own place. And I was like,
1: (laughs) You're out of your mind. (laughs) Um, to go along with uh, George Romero's estate and like things that are that are coming out after his passing. Not 2021, but uh, 2020, and I still haven't read it, almost because I'm like, in a way, scared to, and like putting it off. But his final entry into the, to his Dead series, he had a, uh, a treatment written that was turned into a novel called The Living Dead, that uh, Daniel Cross finished after his passing and, his, and was, like, novelized. I remember that, yeah. And it's, like, the final yeah. the final thing we're going to have yeah. in George Romero's Dead series. I don't think... And it's I, supposed to be awesome.
2: Yeah, I I know what you're saying, like, where you're scared to think about it. I don't think he had a bad idea. I, I know he wanted to do this thing called The Diamond Dead so hard, where it was about a rock and roll band who were basically, like, the, the Rolling Stones, and they were immortal because they were vampires. And, like, he had a treatment for that that you can... Uh, find pretty easily online and and read the the treatment for it. But what people wanted was nobody wanted to give him money unless it was for a zombie movie. And then when um, that Dawn of the Dead remake came out, which is goddamn so good, uh, they were like, yeah, let's do it. And he did Land of the Dead. And he didn't waver. He did his Romero thing. And I don't think a lot of, I don't think they were happy with it. And it's like, well, "Well, this is what he does. He got
1: more grief for like, City of the Dead and all that.
2: Well, so City of the dire, Dead... Diary of the Dead. Diary of the Dead's not bad, but he always has a message. Diary of the Dead is more relevant today than it was when it came out. Mm-hmm. It's about social media and people being so... It, it's so much easier for you to comment from the comfort of your keyboard than actually be out in there. Um, uh, not It wasn't City of the Dead. It was Island of the Dead. And that one is... Weird it's got like the Amish people and uh i I've actually never even seen that one because I feel like that was the one that maybe compromised what he is um not in a, a filmmaking way but in a, like uh, there's only so much I can do with this fucking dead thing um but like look you're talking to a guy that fucking loves bruiser people hate Bruiser I love Bruiser I think it's one of the best I
1: don't know why people would hate on that
2: because it's it's so 90s and it's about that yuppie light like Ugh. That, yeah, I'm, I'm not even gonna go in there because <laughs> we're not talking about that we're, we're 2021
1: <laughs> do we not do a Romero list before we haven't done that yet no we, we have
2: not we've done a zombie movies I think we might have yeah no I
1: don't think we've done Romero well that's due alright Let's ring in that uh, number nine pick. All right.
0: Number nine. At number nine, Vinny has selected Meander.
2: Ooh. So Meander, let's let's get it straight before I want you to talk about it. This is a movie that Vinny told me to watch for weeks. And he, I was like, well, where is it? Amazon Prime. Okay. Well, guess what? Jeff was depressed, and he was watching Married with Children nonstop. Uh, so I never got around to it. However, I did read about it. Watch new
1: stuff instead of Married with Children. First of
2: all, if you're a sad boy and you relate yourself to Al Bundy, <laughs> you need to be watching oh, Married with Children. Oh, my God. However... I
1: have never seen you sit with your hand on your pants. Really? Never. Hmm.
2: You haven't paid enough attention. Uh,
1: but also, as far as I know, you've never scored a game-winning touchdown as a running back.
2: Four in touchdowns school. in one game. <laughs> uh, but no, this movie sounds very good so please
1: so this one is for fans of cube are you fan of that claiming the cube no cube the horror movie
2: what's cube i don't know what cube is you've never seen cube no
1: oh well that that makes me wonder why you're even it's very related to cube what the hell is cube Cube is similar to this, but the people wake up in a cube and they can't get out, and they got to solve puzzles, and they're deadly. Wait, is
2: Cube with Vincent D'Onofrio? Who the hell is that? (laughs) What? (laughs) Jennifer Lopez?
1: No, no, no. All right, no. Uh, No, I don't know. There ended up being three of them. The sequels were fine, but the first one was great, and it's sort of like Saw in, in, in ways. Because there's deadly traps that they have to solve. In this movie, in uh, Meander, our our main character wakes up in this uh, tube structure and has to solve all these deadly traps that will kill her in order to get out. And uh, the setting is super cool. It's it's very uh, interesting set design, very creative. The traps are super creative that she has to solve to get through this thing. There's minimal other uh, interaction with other characters and actors, but the ones that she does have interaction with are super cool. And then the ending is very unique and kind of eye opening. And the director, like, sort of leaves it. Um, we're going to avoid spoilers in this episode, right? Because we should, all yeah, because they're, they're newer, Yes. Yeah, so. so the yeah. ending is kind of a big twist. You can kind of... The director, like, you can tell, like, wanted to be one of those... It's kind of trendy now where, like, the viewer decides on how it ends and, like, what they think or interpret it happened. But you can pretty much gather what happened um, and how it ended uh, pretty universally. But for this one, the set design, the creative aspect of the movie and the traps are what put it on the top 10 for me it was super super unique and creative i was and i think producer was too like we were on the edge of our seat the entire movie right like it was
0: yeah i mean the traps were very they were scary
1: (laughs) they were scary very insightful (laughs) Wow! Um, (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) It was, uh, it was good stuff. It it definitely, it, it, to say the least, it keeps you interested the entire movie. And then the end. I'm sure some people may have gotten pissed off at the end, but I thought it was, it was very uh, unique and interesting how it ended and what the revelation was uh, for why this was happening to her. And French made film. Um, I don't have up who the director is, but I don't think they've done all that much. Um, pretty Matthew Tory, Yeah, I, I don't think they've done, I mean, I, I certainly haven't done much as far as American releases, but this was a good entry and should probably get him, uh, some more stuff made. <laughs> Oh, shit.
2: <laughs> I can't find... I was looking for the damn J-Lo movie. I was like, I have no idea what the hell it was.
1: Yeah, that, uh, we should do a cube for uh, Watches or Die. It's, it's good stuff. Sure, it's not J-Lo. 100% <laughs> definitely not J-Lo. I don't know who this Vincent person you're talking you about You know is. about
2: Vincent D'Onofrio? Who's that? Full Metal Jacket. Who is
1: was he in Full Metal Jacket? He's kind like, of feel crazy. His name's Vincent.
2: Yes, Vincent D'Onofrio.
1: Well, definitely not in Cube, nonetheless. I
2: don't know what I'm thinking. You're
1: talking about um, the uh, Daredevil. Yeah, he's
2: in. He's the kingpin in Daredevil. But I'm thinking of the movie with him and J Lo.
1: Huh? I never knew his name was Vincent. Yeah. What movie did he do with J Lo?
2: It's like a, a weird, like late '90s movie, um, along the lines of Cube. I don't know we'll figure you don't it even
1: out. know what the lines of cube are
2: no i don't <laughs>
1: but the, this, cell?
2: the cell that's it see cube cell j-lo and vincent noffier though right
1: yeah. huh yeah good job yeah. producer doing your your work all right you got the number eight lined up yeah number eight's ready to rock it's uh
2: maybe not a movie As in not a movie at all. As in not (laughs) a movie at all. So a TV show?
1: Yeah, it's Mm -hmm.
2: a TV show.
0: So at number eight, Jeff has selected What We Do in the Shadows.
2: Yeah. So Season three, right? Yeah. uh, The the newest season of What We Do in the Shadows was absolutely brilliant. Uh, There was not a moment that I did not laugh or was just happy to be watching it. Um, Those actors... Absolutely kill it. There's no point where you think, like, even if they have like a horribly written line, it does not matter. Like, they just, they, uh, and Nadja in, in particular, I feel like she gets like some shit lines, but the way she fucking, uh, <laughs> just delivers them, they're so good. Um, no spoilers, but the ending of the season almost like, had me like damn this is it huh they're just gonna just gonna blow it out of the water and jump the shark and kill us deprive us of all our and then like do so you know season four? Oh, there's yeah. gonna be a season four okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah there is um the uh eric berry who plays probably the greatest vampire of all time um <laughs> With his Jackie Daytona, Jackie Daytona, <laughs> uh, but I mean he is. It looks like they're gonna shift the series to him, and I, am really? yes, and I'm super stoked for it. Yeah. Um, but damn, it was such a good season. It was. Um, there, there's times where you watch something. I, I think it goes with everything. I was actually uh, having a conversation about Oz tonight. And there's a point where that the, the, the series maybe outlives its, um, its relevancy. Like, it was trendy or hip or dangerous for this point in time. But, man, they just keep killing with what we do in the shadows. Um, the writers are amazing And if you haven't seen What We Do in the Shadows Go back and watch the movie There's a there's a movie That leads into the show it's, Peter Yes it, Everything Peter. is yeah, we've been, I think we've been talking about it Since the, the dawn of The killer pod from outer space But
1: Well that made our uh, I forget what number But that certainly made our uh, Horror comedy list Yeah it did. Yeah but I,
2: I, I'm just saying like I, I hate to be that the fan I, I don't want to be fanboying but like watch it support these people because they are hilarious um this yeah. show <laughs> the, the show can only go up now like if you're a fan of the it show that was
1: wild that it made that big of a turn oh like, yeah it was, uh, it's so cool. I haven't finished the season yet obviously oh,
2: get get there but
1: the yeah. episodes I, I I'm more than halfway through and I love every minute of it like it's uh, it's like I think you said. Like, if I need something to bring a smile to my face, yeah. putting the show on is yeah. what's gonna do it.
2: Yeah. Um, Eric Berry, shout out to that guy. I think he's gonna be a big comedy star. I think you're gonna see him. He's probably gonna be one of those dudes that ends up getting like his own show on CBS. He's
1: hilarious. Is he the uh, familiar?
2: He's Jackie Daytona.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, the so familiar is out
2: on the uh, Geico commercial now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So
1: it's weird. I have all these characters <laughs> who are all doing like top notch work. He has gotten to be like almost like seems like he's going to be the one that goes mainstream. Yeah. Well, uh, the so, du- far, so, so the far. dude
2: I'm talking about, Eric Berry, he's actually narrating things um, like Daniel Stern from Home Alone. Like he narrated a uh, bunch of National Geographic stuff. Uh, Eric Berry is now like narrating stuff too uh but man yeah it's so fun like just when you thought like where are they gonna go with this it it, it gets great and if i may say jackie daytona
1: good stuff yeah all right let's see where i'm gonna go with this
2: number seven looking
1: at number seven huh
2: Oh, I didn't bring my laundry over. What the hell was I thinking about?
1: I was surprised you didn't. Didn't. Hmm. We purposefully got our laundry done today, so it was free and clear for you. <laughs> Maybe I'll come over tomorrow. <laughs> I'm off.
0: All right. At number seven, Vinny's pick is Candisha.
2: What is it, Candisha?
1: Candisha. I didn't even heard of this Shutter one. original. Okay. Um, this is. All kinds of my wheelhouse. Made in 2020, didn't hit us until 2021. Um, uh, Shutter Original, like I said, this is a like a folklore, <laughs> urban legend kind of movie. Takes place in Morocco, uh, so it is in um, primarily. Actually, it actually switches between French and Arabic as far as language.
2: So all subtitle.
1: Subti- yeah, yeah, so yeah. I just for love of God, I don't watch care. It. No, I, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm saying just asking you. <laughs> there is the it, you can watch it dubbed, but just watch the movie with subtitles. Biggest, dubbed is not a good thing.
2: I don't think I ever talked about this on the show. Biggest mistake I ever did, right? Martyrs was like the new. God damn it, Steph. I'm just kidding. Uh, Martyrs is like the new kid on the block, right? Like. It hasn't hit America yet. It's a French movie. People are chomping at the bit to see it. I watch it with um, the English dub on it. And I'm like, man, it kind of loses its power when the voices aren't matching the, the actresses and the actors and whatnot. And I didn't realize till I watched it the second time that night, by the way, that you can watch it in French with the subtitles. And I watched it and I was like, it is so much more powerful yeah, yeah. in it their really native language in... with the subtitles.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you got to do it with subtitles. I, I don't know what it is with. I mean, I used to blame the young people for not watching subtitles, but even producer, That's yeah, lazy people. Lazy people. Lazy people. Uh, I watched
0: it with subtitles. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I can't it.
1: concentrate on that because I have to read the subtitles. I mean it's not like you're reading a novel while you're trying to watch the movie. It's a quick line here and there. You can still watch what's going on. It's not it's not terrifier for I
0: think sakes that <laughs> When you start the movie, you start reading the subtitles and then as you get into the movie, you kind of forget to read the subtitles and then you just enjoy yeah. the film as it so goes on. I watching.
1: really enjoyed this one. This one actually could have been even higher on my list. But the um, story is uh, there's this these group of girls. and um, Wait, no. Is it in Morocco or is it in France? I, I, they never really,
0: a, never really say where it is.
1: Hmm. Actually, but now that I'm thinking about French. it, I think it's in France. But they have uh, Moroccan immigrants and residents because it's okay. so close. Whatever. That's but fine. this group of girls, they're uh, graffiti artists and they're going around tagging stuff and doing like elaborate tags. And they start telling the story about this uh, spirit called Candisha, which is of Moroccan folklore and one of the girls is Moroccan. And uh, she's a spirit of vengeance and she only goes after males and if you summon her she'll go after whatever male is wronging you so one of the girls in the group is getting like kind of stalked and abused or not kind of is getting <laughs> stalked and abused by her uh ex-boyfriend she summons a demon the demon takes care of him but then her close friends that are male start dying and it turns out as part of the curse when you summon Candisha She'll take care of the person that you summon her against, but then she's going to take six lives, six male lives of her own as like a debt. And they're going to be six men that are close to you. So this girl that summoned him or summoned her is having all these males in her life getting killed by Candisha. And it's all made to look like a suicide or an accident. So in the beginning, she's having a hard time proving that Um, It is the spirit. It it looks like an accident or uh, suicide. It's really, really uh, smart. It's really creative. It's really over-the-top gory. Like, the kills are awesome. Like, super gory. Um, There's a lot of decisions that would never happen in in an American-made film. Like, there's one scene in particular where there's, like, violence towards an animal that is pretty, pretty harsh.
2: Like Shockma?
1: <laughs> not like Shockma. Worse than Shockma. <laughs> I love Shockma. I know. Um,
2: we need a Shockma Blu-ray I ASAP, Shockma.
1: by the way. <laughs> um, now there's a, there's a pretty harsh scene towards an animal um, that would never happen in an american main movie, especially uh, in 2021. But they were very creative in the way. Like, you can see how they did it. Obviously, it's not like uh, Cannibal Holocaust where a real animal was killed for the making of this movie. But they did, they did a good job, like, taking the real animal up to the point where it was going to get killed, then switching to a puppet or a dummy, and then switching back to a real animal for the aftermath. Like, it, it, pretty impressive. But, um, what the hell is that?
2: Don't keep talking, man. Right. Look
1: at me. So, this one was super creative, super gory kills, super creative kills. It is, um... It was a really fun watch for me. And the whole folklore, urban legend thing, like it's almost like Candyman in a way. Uh, for France it, and Morocco, it was all kinds of my bag. And I highly recommend it. It is a Shutter original. You can stream it on there. Candisha.
2: Candisha, yeah. That, that's one that went way over my head. I did not even notice it. Good Candisha. Stuff. Number why, six, why are you looking at me? Why not? She knows what it is.
0: Number six. As I recall, the movie that Jeff gave a die to, VHS,
2: 94. All right. Yeah. So look, there was enough good stuff in it to, to make it better than a lot of shit that came out this year. It's just, for that episode, I, I didn't feel like it was like I didn't think it was the best movie, but I enjoyed. it. There was a watch. Yeah. The Rotma shit, I really liked. The, um, uh, Connor Sweeney and, um, you know, the, the, the whatever the hell the blender thing was. I, I loved all that. Um, but, so, as far as it making the list, it was like, you know, it's a lot of, um, actors and directors getting a shot. And you don't always get that, especially now, because people they just want to return on their, their money and all that kind of thing. But like it was fun. I mean, you had the uh, the vampire thing. Vinny, I think you really liked that one. And for whatever reason, that went way over my head. It took me, you telling me that, to be like, oh, I get it now. Um, the um, the cyborg shit.
1: God, that was good. Yeah. Like that that alone yeah. puts it in my top ten for the year. Like yeah. That segment alone.
2: But Rotmo was really good. Uh, it, it was...
1: And I thought Ratmo was the weakest of the, the, the
2: segments. The effect was good. But yeah. um, It was good in the fact that it was an uh, anthology. The, uh, the funeral
1: week was really cool. Yeah, I didn't like the one I didn't like. I am such a sucker for anthologies. I forget um, what podcast it was, but someone was just talking about, like, oh, I'm done with Christmas horror anthologies. Like, I've had enough. Like, I don't need to see a new one. And I guess there was a new one this year, which I, I missed. Yeah, I haven't seen it, yeah. But, I mean, keep giving me anthologies. Like, I'm I'm all in. I love them. Like, the um, the holidays one, where it was, like, a different segment for each holiday, like, it, it doesn't matter. I, I can take all of them. Mm. And just the bounce back that... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you. Are you dumb? No,
2: you're, yeah, no, you're not cutting so, me off.
1: The bounce back that the VHS franchise made with this one compared to VHS Viral, whatever it was called, which was like all... It, it was basically trying to rip off Black Mirror. It was terrible. I,
2: mean, I didn't like Black Mirror at
1: all. And the first VHS is so good. This one, in my opinion, rivals it. Like... Each segment I loved. I loved the extreme right wing hick the, one. Yeah, it was basically commenting yeah. on you know Ex- extremists, Trump, extremists yeah. and Trump people, but with a vampire twist and how vampires are trying to be weaponized because when they hit the sun they explode, which we haven't seen yeah. in a vampire like tale before. Mm-hmm. Um, the the wake I thought was super cool, like version of a short uh short movie slow burn with it being like with the hurricane going on and then the zombie thing escaping um well
2: and I, then i really this, liked the effect on the ratma and i really liked um uh the other one not not the ratma <laughs> the ratma was the first one
1: <laughs> well the only the only one left is the subject with uh timo Tahanto
2: Yes, yes, it, that was
1: the start. That was—I mean—that was one of the yeah. best shorts I've ever seen. Like I was, I mean, producer, you know, I was completely absorbed in that. I was like, "This is gold!" Like it is mm-hmm. so good, and I can't wait to see like what this director yeah this, does. That,
2: and and that's his deal right now is just doing like shorts. He was doing yeah. all the VHSs, yeah. but yeah, that one was gnar. Um, but as far as making it for the list and whatnot, um, it's like I said, I mean, going back to earlier, it's like the, the more we get out there, the better. So, you know, maybe I didn't like that one, but you loved that one. And that's, that's what I want. You know, that's, what I, that's I, what's I, cool about the anthologies yeah.
1: too. You can talk about the certain uh-huh. segments you like. now in this one. So for me, uh, also, uh, with anthologies, I always loved the wraparound. And the wraparound for this, i got to say, was trash. Was, was doo-doo. Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah. Like, it, it felt like an afterthought. It felt like they just threw it in there for it to be in there. Like, yeah. They were trying to play on the, the SWAT thing from the first VHS movie because... I'm the- not...
2: Uh, not to do my thing where I love old shit but I think the best wraparound of all time Tales from the Dark Side with Debbie Harry and like the Hansel and Gretel thing I, I think yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. one of the best that's wraparounds ever because it's it's a familiar story it's a uh, it it doesn't fit with any of the movies but it's it's own well, thing
1: like it's also a reasoning like the kids being told stories. story right she's telling the, the stories yes yeah yeah, yeah. uh god I. Uh, also I also just like a. Um, a being narrated, wraparound like in, in body bags with John yeah, Carpenter. Yeah, John Carpenter's like. a well, even um. Christmas
2: Horror Story.
1: Uh, that, Shatner. That, that yeah. might be the best wraparound I've ever seen. I don't
2: know if it's the best, but Shatner is great. Uh, he plays his
1: part. But the whole thing with the weatherman. Oh, the, like, the story. Because I mean, like one of the segments I, yeah. becomes the
2: wraparound. Yeah, and and I've always said I think the wraparound is the most interesting part of the movie. Yeah. Um, but I think Shatner, yeah, his voice and like what he's doing, it, it, it's.
1: I was boozing. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's Christmas night. <laughs> Sorry, we're ready to move on. I, I... All
1: right, I got three. number five.
2: What you doing? What producer, you got over there?
1: Producer, I what it is. I do. You
2: got another beer? You still sipping on the imprint. Slipping away. Don't forget, we have a uh, Tea Public shop.
1: New logos coming. There if We is. can get an artist. We're talking to you, Calico.
2: <laughs> and he's like, "Where the fuck are we gonna do this Godzilla episode?"
0: So Vinny's Spick at number five is the Night House.
1: Number five. Five? Yeah. Fiverr? <laughs> uh, actually I should've should have picked something else. But all right, whatever. <laughs> so this is um, in most of the wrists, most of the list. <laughs> not wrists. Mm. I can read a wrist if you want. Like a palm. Like a limp wrist <laughs> But uh oh, I hate a limp wrist Or I hate a limp handshake. <laughs> oh my goodness. I hate a limp handshake. Well,
2: things just got crazy. I don't think they're gonna yeah. p- to put us on Spotify anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh this is pretty much universal top of the list in most things that I've seen and heard, along with uh antlers, which I disagree with, I'll say right now, is hey, I haven't
2: even, seen antlers. Not
1: even all my wrists oh God damn it. List. (laughs) I think it's overrated, but... This guy. The Night House, I thought, was quite good. It was very imaginative. It was very well-written. Super well-acted.
2: Was this uh,
1: Del Toro? Rebecca Hall. No, that was Antlers. Okay. So, Rebecca Hall just killed it in this. I mean... She is sort of blowing up, right? Pretty sure. Like, she was in uh, Converse, Godzilla. She was in this, which was much more low-key. Um, and she she was the backbone of the this. The town. She was in the town. And the, yeah, the town.
2: Oh, She's, the town of Ben Affleck?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was the, the teller. Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. <laughs> so, I mean, a, and this movie is all her. It's all her. She is a a widow dealing with grief of her husband killing himself, and she retreats to the lake house that he built, like, sort of for her, and horror shenanigans ensue. Um, And she, like, learns something about his past. Like, this one is spoiler heavy, so I have to be careful what I say, but she learns something about his past Mm -hmm. that is horrifying and... Reveals a lot about the way she is. Is body. it like
2: uh, Keanu in the Lake House?
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> shit. Um, really, really good. I thought it was a good twist, right? Like, yeah, hard to see coming, but mm-hmm. made sense. It wasn't one of those. Tw- There's a lot of twists nowadays where it's like just a twist for the sake of being a twist. Like, oh yeah, it's just a complete nonsense. Like this made sense. Um, and from David Bruckner. He's killing it. We were just talking about the VHS franchise. He was part of the OG uh, VHS. He did another great anthology called Southbound. He did The Ritual, which well, we I, love.
2: I love The Ritual. I love South. Southbound was really good.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's one of those voices like Mike Flanagan. Uh, he did The Signal.
2: That one I didn't see.
1: That was his, I believe that was his first. His first feature, which was really good and disturbing. But he's one of those voices that, like, he's like the guy right now. Cool. Great. Great. Like him, Flanagan, um, our Eddie. boy,
2: uh, Freddie Alvarez. Freddie Alvarez.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, those are the guys right now. Like, these are the guys that I feel like horror masters were few and far between. Back in the day, and now we have so many of them that we're almost like spoiled.
2: Dude, I am waiting
1: for the next Alex Aha movie. Yeah, like Alex Aha. Like, he's another, he, like, like we have had. so many horror masters right now.
0: He's doing the new Hellraiser? Who? David.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's doing the new Hellraiser.
2: Wow. Yeah, and Fetty Alvarez is involved with the new uh, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, they're, they're coming around. Give me my Alex Aha, man.
1: Dude. James Wan. Um, uh, Dude. I know. I know you love Juan, and
2: Juan's still doing stuff. There's a movie that's going to be on our list. I know. He did. I know. I know. But the 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 one I just read about that he's going to be doing, I'm not stoked on. What? We'll talk about it when we get there. What
1: well, we're doing news? What is it?
2: It's just something from Netflix. He's doing. What? I keep talking about your movie. <laughs> I'm done talking about it. It's great. I love it's <laughs> That's it. Uh, it's great. I'm done. It's great. Uh, what what are you talking about? Where's my pen?
1: I mean... Well, all I can say is watch this movie. It, it Oh, it, it also has some of the best uh, creepy moments and scares that I've seen in this whole year, right? Like, some of the, the jump scares and the, and the creepy scenes are very, very well done and very unique, and they don't, uh, like, rip off trends or stereotypes. Good stuff. So, what are you coming in with, number four?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do number four. <laughs> and it's my, maybe not the most original, but it, uh, it, it definitely, um, took me by surprise, that's for sure. Right. You're gonna read there, producer. I'm gonna He's read gonna... <laughs> number
0: four. Jeff's pick, Fear Street.
1: Yeah, the trilogy or a certain one. Uh,
2: the, the first two for sure. Yeah. Um, the nine oh is it ninety something and seventy something? Uh,
1: one. And then sixteen sixty six.
2: Yeah, I, I don't even think I watched that one.
1: I did. It was far. Less than the, other, the yeah. other show.
2: They pushed the envelope as far as kills, which was that bright, shocking. That shocking. Slicer? Yes, which was shocking, and I loved it. Um, the 70s one just perfectly encapsulated.
1: Classic Slicer. That
2: like, Friday the 13th yeah. sleepaway camp thing. Uh, I couldn't have been more happy with it. The 90s one took me... Perfectly
1: encapsulated 90s.
2: But it took me a minute where I was like... I was like mad at it. But then when it got to where it needed to be, I was like... Oh, they're not fucking around.
1: Well, the 90s one was the first one, wasn't it? Yes.
2: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I watched it and I was like... "Ah, I guess. But then when it got to where it needed to be with the kills and the schlock, they turned it up and I was yeah. like oh my god thank you so much for doing the the bread slicer kill like the, 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 these were things that five years ago as a horror fan you were just like yeah I guess we're gonna get like some conjuring type shit and there's gonna be some ghosts and uh, paranormal activity uh, for for me like to, to, to sit down and watch it and uh, it kind of went what you were saying about Chucky uh, I think they they tried to modern it up like with the um, the gay aspect and all that stuff and I, and I kept saying like it's supposed to be the 90s like this isn't a thing at this point but that's true. they made up for all of it with what they were doing uh, super fun. The, what would you call it? The, uh, the killing of kids, I guess, um, broke like a taboo. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it was very cool, very well done. Um, and I love the um, aesthetic of it. Like, I loved looking at the campground. I uh, loved looking at the grocery store in the 90s. Like, I was very happy, like, just... Being a part of it, um, is it the best movie of the night
1: or the nineties?
2: <laughs> is it the best movie of twenty twenty one? Probably not, but it was the biggest surprise for me.
1: Biggest surprise and in many ways the most fun because that's the way Netflix handled it—like one director doing <laughs> three movies and releasing them a week apart. Like that was super cool. That's something that like. Yeah, I'll take a beer, please. Thanks, producer. Um, one director taking taking on three movies and then releasing them a week apart at different time frames. Like, but all wrapping into one story. All wrapped around R.L. Stine's Fear Street. Like, super cool. Something that we, won't, or we, or we wouldn't have seen and we probably won't see again if it wasn't for the streaming era. And there's an awesome concept that I really look forward to. Like, as I watch, as I was watching it, I would have loved if it did come during peak quarantine and the pandemic when we were stuck inside and we we're watching like the Jordan documentary. To know we we're gonna have three weeks of this. Oh, we did terrifier. Yeah, but to know we're gonna have three weeks of three different movies coming out. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know I mean, like something to look forward to during that quarantine period. It's, it's it's unique filmmaking. It's really unique way to watch movies, and as much as I am sad about and hate the death of movie theaters, this was pretty cool and plays into the how that that streaming concept works and makes it fun.
2: Yeah, I, I just I was super stoked uh, on these movies, um, and I. Literally had zero expectation. I was like, oh, it's a Netflix fucking horror movie. Like, (laughs) How great is it going to be? But yeah. Um, The first two, like I said, especially. Uh, to, To be alive now in an era where the greatest horror is to imitate the stuff that happened before we were alive, the stuff that we love to death, but we weren't, we weren't alive for, that's crazy to me, and I, I love it, um, but, like, who would have thought, like, all these quote-unquote schlock shit movies of the 70s and 80s are now, like, the bar for what is horror, and I love it, and, you know, you, you still get your original ideas, and you get some fun stuff, but no matter what, You can always go back and remake or reimagine these things and they still stand true. And that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Because for me, I mean, as a uh, collector and stuff, like when you have things like, oh, I got the original Nightmare on Elm Street VHS and I got the original uh, Texas Chainsaw on VHS. And you wonder, there comes a point where you wonder like, why am I holding on to these things? And then these things come out, and you're like, that's why. Because they are still what these people imitate. And it's uh, it's pretty rad. Just a rad thing. (laughs) She's so, like, done with us. She's she's like, yeah, it's been an hour and 20 minutes. I I don't want to do this anymore. All so,
1: right. Big episode. Get not done with us. Yeah,
0: big episode. Okay, at number three, Vinny's Pick. The great Mike Flanagan. Midnight Mass.
1: Look at you, no, no director.
2: Well, look at look at this. My mother loves this this shit. I haven't seen it yet. Wait, <laughs> so, you haven't seen it? I have not watched it. You probably
1: won't watch it. But,
2: but no I know you once again, it's something where my mom you you when you do the podcast, right? And they listen. People are ahead of you because my brain is still doing the obscure old shit, but they're
1: all your brain is still watching Married mm-hmm. with children, right. and fucking this yes. old house. But they're they're
2: like, what's new? And they see this shit and they're like, you should really watch this. You're gonna love it. And I'm like, was oh, it after
1: 1984? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this was. Um, we have both spoken about especially me how big of a fan i i am of mike flanagan and this is probably his best work it is so well done so well written you're calling his best huh one of if not his best wow okay um it is very very well written it's super emotional like i felt happy like 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 super high points of happy and super, super high points of sad during this, uh, series. It's only a one season series and it's beautifully shot, like, um, I don't know who the, who the, uh, cinematographer is, but the, the, the shots they take are just beautiful in this. It's a very remote island in, uh, New England. It's, a super unique like tale of vampires, which isn't a spoiler. like it's not fully revealed until later on. but like you know, episode three or four you're starting to get to know the idea that it's a vampire show. and it's really, really well done. I mean that the family stuff is going on, the relationships of friends coming and gone and coming back to the island. And how the vampire stuff's affecting them, seeing how like there's resonance on the island, like they're they're aging backwards, and how that affects everybody and their relationships and that the dynamic on the island. When it gets to the point where like you're hitting the climax of when you know as a full vampire a wolf uh, vampire tale, and they're all turning on each other. And there's mass slaughter going on. It is heavy. It is violent. It's heavy. It's really, really well done. And I think it's his best work. And I think, like, we were just talking about all these uh, horror masters that are that are coming up right now in the modern era. I still think modern, uh, Michael Flanagan. What are you showing me?
0: The cinematographer.
1: Ah, oh, thank you. Michael, uh... Film... filmogonary. <laughs> he's, got, he's got film in the name. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, great cinema, cinematographer work out of him. But Flanagan is, I think, the, the, just the head, head dog of all of this. Like, he has been lights out. Lights out with his movies, his television. Every single thing he makes going forward. Until he has a dud, which I don't think he's going to. Until he has a dud, I am just waiting for his next project.
2: Um no, who's your boy? Devil's uh Devil's House, uh the Innkeepers.
1: Oh, um Um, he's old news now. Uh Ty West? Yeah. He's but, old dude, he's old like where's he even been? But he's old news now.
2: But Flanagan is doing what he should have done. Yeah. He is embraced, he is making great films. He's you know I I don't know if he has a contract with Netflix or whatever the fuck he's doing. But, like, he's a guy that has embraced what he's doing. Ty West, right, Ty West? Where'd he go? Yeah, Ty West. Yeah, I I think he he thought he was um, uh, hot shit and above what he was doing. I'm
1: actually going to look it up because I I have no idea he's done. I know he's done,
2: like, some TV episodes of some stuff. but like, like CSI? Yeah, like, like crazy shit like that. But, like, Flanagan, I think... Um, the guy has so much respect in the game because he knows what he's doing and he knows he's he's breaking. Um, you know, it's crazy
1: for Ty West. What so you know, when you go on IMDb, it shows like their top projects. So you put in Ty West and IMDb top projects the innkeepers, the house of the devil, the sacrament, and VHS the things that I loved him thought, yeah, for, and that's it, and thought he was going to skyrocket. And the most recent thing is The Sacrament
2: 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where did he go? And I think that that was the thing. Like, and I'm not saying um, Flanagan did not have some perks. Like, Stephen King loves Mike Flanagan. Like, the, there's movies that, uh, well, Gerald's Game, where King was like, I need this dude to make the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't. I think I think that's uh, not to, not to bash Ty West because I I would love to do that like two years ago but I think that's what he did he was like well I'm I'm not a horror director I just used horror that that was like a Bob Clark line not a horror director I just used horror to to get into the game but Bob Clark would do whatever the fuck you told him to do whereas Ty West was like uh, I'm better yeah than but you that. know what there's <laughs> another
1: one that is again I'm sure gonna come up in this list. Named James Wan, and we'll get to it. He did horror. He got away from horror and did major, major blockbuster stuff.
2: But he never and then came bitched. back
1: to horror and did something that we've never even seen before.
2: I think he
1: doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And like, he has the. I'm
2: making movies, and that's all that fucking matters.
1: Which is amazing. Yeah. Amazing to his power because yeah. the producers. And the studios, they are completely under his thumb, and that is so cool that he can pull yeah. that off. Like
2: James Wan is, and Saw is one of the first movies I ever would. Um, so I worked at a mall when I was younger. I worked at Pacific Sunwear, PacSun, and I would go down to Pacific yeah, it was called cool Pacific. Name. Well, cool it, was, name. It, was, it was called Pacific Sunwear, and then it became PacSun. But I would go down to Encore Books. Or uh, yeah, I think it was on books. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But, you know, I'm I'm a young kid. I can't afford Fangorias. Fangorias are like $9. I'm not buying them. But James Wan is the first person in a Fangoria that I read, like where his movie, this is a nobody with no money, but you're gonna need to see this movie. And it it's the it first? Yeah. And it was the first time ever. Because it was always like uh Friday the 13th sequel. It was always a sequel, right? Like um Romero's doing this, Craven's doing this, uh they're doing Friday the 13th, Jason goes to fucking Mars. Um and this was the first time where it was like Yeah, some indie director out of Australia is putting out a movie and you're gonna need to fucking see it. And I was like <laughs> Don't tell me what I need to do. I don't need to see this shit. And when I saw it, it blew. I, and I, I think I'm quoting this from maybe multiple Killer Pod episodes. Blew my tits off where I was like, Game oh. Yeah, I was like, What the fuck? Oh shit. Dude, when uh, he stood up and that song yeah. played,
1: I just yep. lost my mind. But the dude. And that was a film, soul, film school project. Yeah, that's what I mean. And it was the first time him and Lee Winnell. Built that awesome relationship. And Lee Winnell kind of went off and did his own thing. He did a pretty mediocre, uh, insidious sequel. And then Upgrade is just one of the best movies I've seen in the last 10 years. Whatever. We'll we'll get to that. Yeah, later. but just... But Flanagan. Flanagan is top of his game. Yeah, he's there. That That's this just that the is point a, is that Flanagan is... is Flanagan is level. top of his game. He is the name in horror, in my opinion... He, this is a TV show that I'll never forget, and I'll I'll definitely go back and rewatch.
2: What was he, that? What was the first Flanagan John you saw? Do you remember?
1: The first Flanagan. The I first
2: mean, Flanagan John with where you were like, this dude's gonna fucking make waves.
1: Well, it was the Haunting of Hill House.
2: Oh, uh, mine was Hush.
1: But I, wasn't that? I think I saw that after.
2: Oh, you yeah. uh, But but Hush was Hush like. Was, Brilliant. Yeah.
1: A slasher that Uh was silent. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I've seen everything. And I watched it. I watched it on that note where, like, everyone's like,
2: you got to see this movie. And I was like, all right, cool. And I watched it. And, like, I'd say for like, the first 25, 30 minutes. I was like, I don't give a fuck about this. And then it just clicked. It was like, oh, my God, this movie is insane. The only thing that would take Mike Flanagan to another level as if he made the invitation. <laughs> if he made the invitation, I'd, I'd worship him.
1: I have the... It's also like a... Uh, a uh, unique experience that I've been able to see everything he's made as it comes out. So I, I didn't have to back catalog for him. I've seen it like... So I was impressed from the jump. So you have... Oculus... Just saw right when it came out. Yep, we I watched was, that together. That yeah. was like brilliant. Because we were both, cool.
2: and I remember Oculus. We were both very um, not excited to watch it, but we we're like, we should.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't remember why. I, it was one of those I rides. was going in just like uh, as another haunted movie. But like, I, that, I, I'm a sucker for haunted movies. We, I remember this one's a haunted mirror. I
2: lived with you, and we both were just kind of like, let's watch Oculus tonight. And we, but like, it was there was no like. I, I mean, it's going to be good. We just wanted to do it. And by the end of it, I loved it. I Because lo- I loved the um, open-endedness of what could have happened. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then it was Hush. And then here, so it was not Haunting on Hill Haunting on Hill House was pretty recent. Like, a, I Yeah, it's like two, I, I sh- I two years never, ago. I should have never said that that's what it was. This is the one that got me. Ouija, Origin of Evil. Yeah. That movie I like that a lot. I watched
2: that with you as well. That
1: movie scared the shit out. That was good. Especially because the original was such cr- trash.
2: And I had never seen the original.
1: And Flanagan got on a thing where he's like, well, there's these like trash movies coming up and I want to make a sequel that's better than the first. So we did Ouija. And um, then you had Gerald's Game. Then you had Haunting a Hill House. Then you had Doctor Sleep. Then he had Haunting of Bly Matter, And then he had Midnight Mass. I don't know was- if
2: I can watch Doctor Sleep. What do you mean? Uh, I'm such a... Like a Pierce? No, but I'm such a, a, a Shining fan. Because I always say... I'll always say like um, the sh- I, To me, The Shining is Kubrick's best movie. And a lot of people will argue. They'll be like, oh, Eyes Wide Shut. And I'll be like, Fuck Tom Cruise. <laughs> and I'll be like, uh, 2001... But I'm like, the man took a house and made it the, the main character. Like, the shots Elvis? the shots he does and, and all that stuff. Um, this and and about- I know Stephen King did not like his interpretation of the book and all that stuff. But as a film, it is one of the most... Br- uh, honestly, to me, Kubrick has probably... If I had a top ten... He's got at least two of my top 10. He's got Shining and um, uh, Clockwork Orange. Um, and to be honest, if he would have done like Fight Club, it probably would have been Insanity. And I would have loved that too.
1: How do we get on, how do we get on Kubrick?
0: <laughs>
2: no idea.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, Who's, anyway. Whose turn is it? It's <laughs> awesome. Number two.
0: <laughs> Number two. And I do like Cooper. Jeff's pick.
1: Oh, is it my pick? Oh, good. Yeah. Psycho
0: Gourmet. Woo! Woo!
1: Let's get off this- God, I love this let's movie. Let's get off this serious shit. Um, <laughs> this movie is so fucking fun.
2: Just taking it back to practical <laughs> effects. Um, just super- Having like blast while yeah, watching a movie. 80s, 90s fun. Um, I think- If you're a listener of the show, you know I am partial to the Astron Six people, Um, as we all should be. Yeah, they—Connor Sweeney, Adam Brooks—in this movie, um, as well as, um, uh, what's his name? You know the dude. Anyway, but this was a movie that came out of no, came out of left field.
1: Right, like, yeah, I, I felt like we like knew about it for a matter of weeks, and we're like, "Oh, we gotta watch this."
2: Yeah, so Stephen Kostansky, uh did The Void, right for Netflix, and The Void, I loved it, and pe- I, as far as I know, people really enjoyed it, and it is dark, and it is gruesome, and then he kind of vanished, and I. Always knew about him uh, because I'm an Astron 6 guy. And all of a sudden, Psycho Gorman came out and it was like just the practical effects and the feel good, like bullshit, sci-fi horror movie with uh, brilliant child actors. like, um, what'd you call her? That little girl is so good.
1: Yeah. She is, uh, she's got snap to her. She's yeah. funny.
2: And then the brother kind of plays like they're great child actors. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they do not at no point to like, you're like, these kids can't carry this film. Like you're like, Oh my God, this Especially is great. her. Yeah. Frig off. Like all that shit is so good. Um, and it came out of nowhere. It was just like a direct, uh, what, on demand? And then Blu-ray. Uh-huh. But it was one of those yeah, movies. this wouldn't get a theater release. Yeah, and it was, it was one of those things where I was saying to Vinny, I was like, we have to get this. When this comes out, we have to watch it. We have to do the watch this or die. Like, this is something we cannot pass up. And it is beautiful. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, if, if you're that borderline like i don't really like gruesome shit and i don't like horror but uh, if you don't is... like gruesome
1: you shouldn't be bored no but just...
2: you should watch it because it's hilarious
1: yeah the, the comedy is free <laughs> it's but it's, it's gore, and and the comedy is very uh the comedy and the gore is very over the top like because
2: like the void is very serious the void is a super serious movie and then i love that movie yeah and then that's your modern hellraiser Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. It, it, it basically, it, I never even thought of it like that, but yeah. they were absolutely right. But man, Psycho Goreman, like it's just the most fun, in, it, it's it's innocence personified. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like, yo, do you like horror? Do you remember when you were a kid and you would watch like horror movies? And now, now you're like, I'm an adult and I have kids and I can't do that shit. It's like, no, this is what you need to watch. <laughs> and it, it really, I don't,
1: I don't like Hunky Man. <laughs>
2: Or do I? I think this, for me, was the beginning of what I saw coming. And I was very happy about it. And I was like, is that where we're going? Are we going in this trauma-level direction? Not trauma. Oh. I love
1: this movie. And I do not like trauma.
2: I'm just saying. Are we going in this direction? No, we're not.
1: The answer is yes. No. We're not. Unless it's Canadian made. <laughs> Where are we at? <laughs> Producer, what did you think of this? Where You did see it. Didn't see it. Yes, you did. You watched it with me. <laughs> no, I watched, it. I, lost... I watched it with you. You watched it with you. Yeah, I watched yeah, we... it twice. Yeah. And I laughed the entire time. you You're how... mad. Great is
2: this. You're gonna. We're gonna talk about number one.
0: At number one, Vinny's pick: James Wan,
1: Malignant.
2: hmm hmm mm-hmm. this, right. this was my favorite new movie of the year. This is easily gonna,
1: this. From what I've gathered, again from reading lists and listening to other podcasts, will go against uh, popular opinion. I've seen it make a lot of lists. I haven't seen it make anyone's number one, um, but I think it is justified to be the number one pick because strictly because it was it was super entertaining. It changed genres during the movie, and it mainly because it was so. Like, I am so impressed how ballsy it was for James Wan and this studio. To make this movie so bonkers, batshit, and be okay with it just because they trusted in James Wan, like, like this is a wacky president, uh, um, premise with attached twins controlling the other one, like it was fucking crazy.
2: I told you, this is. For me, this is a Vinegar Syndrome Severin release that somehow James Wan snuck past the studio and was like, yeah, we should make this in 2021. This movie is bonkers. This movie has no right to be out in 2021. And it is amazing. And I love it. And it honestly kept me on edge because I was kind of like guessing. It wasn't like stupid. It was... Um, uh, it, 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 as what sh- what's the word? How <laughs> to use? As stupid as the premise was, th-
1: I don't think it was stupid.
2: Oh, that—that's what I said. I, I, it wasn't stupid, but I'm I, like the woman in the attic, right? You didn't really have an idea what the fuck was going on there until the very end of the movie, and it was kind of like. That's not how people make movies anymore. Everyone yeah. wants the big twist. Yeah. This is a 70s grindhouse movie that James Wan was like, I'm going to put this bitch out right now.
1: <laughs> it is um, it, it it it's just super cool. It's it's a fun watch. It, it it was definitely definitely the most entertaining movie I saw this year. And I have to admit, like I, I haven't seen um, um I don't know how to pronounce it. Not, I, I keep wanting to say Titine, but it's uh, to to ten to ten the the French movie. You know what I'm talking about? No. It's it's another new movie that we should have watched for this list. It sounds like it blurs the line of actually being horror. It's a lot of genres, but this girl gets in an accident. She has a steel plate put in her head, and she becomes like. Fascinated, if not attracted to metal, because of the plate put in her head. Hmm. Whatever it's, it's supposed to be awesome, but it sounds like it's just as batshit as this. Like, whoa, this movie is weird, but also really good. But the but, um, um, *Malignant* had me insanely captivated. It and like the, the way it went with. The movements of her... Oh, the, like the
2: backwards walking. The backwards yeah.
1: walking. So um, it even caught the eye of Nick Cage. Nick Cage just came out and said that... <laughs> that's great. I didn't know that. He's basing his upcoming Dracula role in part based on this movie. Wow, that's awesome. Like, I mean... <laughs> yeah, it
2: was, it was super fun. It was um, super unexpected. It was super fun. Um... It kind of reminded me of, like, uh, body horror, almost. Like, it, it wasn't quite a body horror movie, but it might have been if you didn't... If they didn't announce it, it's, like, this big HBO Max. That's pro- the other thing. Yeah, like, like...
1: James Wan was able to convince this studio to not reveal anything that he, he made it look strictly like a classic James Wan haunted house, supernatural haunting story. Like he did in the past with the conjuring and the insidious and the, the trailers made it look that way. And I was like, eh, I mean, I'm on board because I know he's followed that formula before and done it well, but I don't know if I necessarily want to see him do that again, but I was on board. Like I, I, I'm going to watch it. And the first third of the movie is that it sticks very strict, strictly. To oh that, yeah. When, to when it, when it turns, you're it, like,
2: yeah, yes. it's out of I mean, I, at least I was like, yes, yeah. here we go. Um, I, that's what I would to say. It was almost Cronenbergian. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah.
1: It, it was, um, the, the most entertaining movie I saw this year. And it's also... I think it's justified at being number one because it's the most... I'm excited to re-watch this movie of the year. Like, the other ones I want to re-watch... Like this is, this is a movie moving. I want to
2: show people. Yeah. Because I don't want them to know, and I want them to see it, and then I want them to have their mind blown like I was. Yeah, yeah. For sure.
1: Like I'm excited to re-watch Psycho Gorman.
2: Oh, dude. I watched uh, Psycho Gorman... All the time. I yeah. love it. I love I'll, I'll frig re-watch Friggo.
1: Just because it's a cool slasher, but like this one, I am the most excited to like dive in and concentrate and try to pick out the points where I could have seen what was coming. Right, yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. And, and that that's what's funny. When I was um watching it initially, I was like, oh my god, this guy's... Whoever this killer is, Like he, he, he's ambidextrous and he, he's like a spider. And it just Never hit me. It's like no, it's that person. Just their their we limbs are to, cracked backwards. We need to cut
1: out the cancer. Yeah,
2: good good stuff, man. What a what a brilliant move in 2021 to like I said, essentially make a grindhouse just bonkers, like this, off the walls movie, not giving a
1: fuck. Yeah. Like he he goes he goes from making fucking Fast Aquaman. and the Furious, <laughs> Fast and the Furious, and Aquaman are his two previous projects before this. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll dive back into horror. Hmm. Where normally, like, we discuss, like, normally these guys like getting into horror to get their name out there, and then uh. never touch again. Oh yeah, I'll dive back into horror, and, and the, I'm gonna um, fucking blow your mind, that. His <laughs>
2: characters are so good in that. Mm-hmm. The, the cop characters, the the woman, and what, when she gets her head blasted in the like, ah, oh, so good. The sister, man, so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah, this I, is, and this was a blast. You know, you can you can throw any. Um, Bullshit indie movie or low-budget movie at me. But I think Malignant is the most ballsy and fun movie of 2021. That's, that's the
1: other thing. Like, uh, main Hollywood studio, we don't have blockbusters anymore because there wasn't really stuff hitting theaters this year. But, like, for a big studio movie to be our collective number one between the two of us, that's a big time. That's a big time
2: yeah yeah no I I, like I said I, I, I can't say enough good things about the movie basically because when I watched it I just I think I might have given you that like bullshit like ah, James Wan I don't know and then when I did it I was like this is fucking awesome like this dude understands our people Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it's not easy to put out a movie like this and hope that they don't laugh at you and say you're done here. This is his career, like you said. You did. He's doing major Hollywood blockbusters now, and for him to do this, like I said, it's easy for somebody. Like,
1: what? Can't- well, they're not gonna laugh him out of the room because of his name and what he's done. They're gonna be like, yeah, oh, yeah, fine, do what you want.
2: I'm stoked on it. I'm
1: stoked on it.
2: And I will absolutely stand by number one.
1: I think it's a good list. I agree. I Again, like know. we're not talking about the best crafted movies, but like there are a few movies, one in particular that I think didn't make her list that should have What? Candyman. Mm. Candyman was really, really well done. It's but so
2: hard to compare it to the original.
1: Um, it goes hand in hand with the original so perfectly.
2: The original is so So good. We, uh, we, we did that episode, um, a couple weeks back where I had rewatched Candyman for the first time since I was a kid and it fucking blew my tits off. Uh, it is so well done. It is so good. Everything about it is great. And... When you put a movie like Candyman out in like a reboot or a 35 years down the line sequel, it's like, are you going to live up to what you did before? And like I said, I was a dumb kid. I I just, when I watched it originally, I was like, where's the fucking hook hand guy. And then watching it again as a 30 something year old man, it's like, Dude, this movie's deep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I haven't seen the remake in its entirety, but I, I, ugh, I don't know. I don't know if I can sit there and say it's even on the level of the original.
1: Um, you will. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I am confident in the quality of the movie, and just even just knowing you, it goes hand in hand.
2: God, the original's so good. Like, um... I, I feel like such a dick being that guy. That like I said, like um you pride yourself um as a horror guy. But there's still things you've only seen like one time when you were younger, and you have this idea of them. And when I saw Candyman, I was just, like I said, waiting for that, like Candyman, 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 kill somebody, and it just never happened. And watching it now, just the depth of the character. Oh God, I in, feel like an asshole. In this, I'll, um, I'll tell you what. The last, uh, I I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. The last time I saw a Candyman movie was the one with um, uh, the chick from Baywatch, where they're in like New Orleans and stuff, and it's like the worst piece of shit ever. And I was like. Yeah, wow, I guess I, I guess this no is what they were all, all the like. Sequels.
1: But in this remake, there's there's one scene in particular in in a uh, high school girl's bathroom where there's just carnage, and mm. it's, it's awesome, it's so good. Mm. Um, that was my biggest discard that I am disappointed to make the list. Like that, I fully intended on that making my list, but the way things shook out. But like my discards. There was some other uh, cool movies this year. Blood Red Sky, which was a Netflix original, I believe, was another... This seemed to be the year of cool takes on vampires, like different things going on with vampires. Yeah, it did.
2: It did did seem to be like, let's do uh, it. The last time I remember this was John Carpenter's Vampires. Yeah. with James Woods and all that shit. That that was the last like time it was like, oh, let's, take, let's do a cool take on vampires. And then yeah. Twilight and all that shit. This
1: was a cool take. Like, mother and son traveling on an airplane back home. Terrorist taking over the plane. And she has to unleash her vampire skills, if you will. Sexy vampire skills. Not sexy. <laughs> uh, Vicious vampire tributes to take down the bad guys. Um, another one that was really good was a Shutter original called "The Power," which was a great uh, haunted story, and I, you know, I'm a sucker for a haunted story. You are. It is um, a blackout, a blackout period in London during World War II, and this nun has to oversee a hospital by herself. During the blackout and creepy shit ensues. You got anything else in this card before I continue?
2: No, on? not really. I think the stuff I saw was kind of the stuff I saw. I, I don't remember seeing anything that kind of went under the radar for me. You know me. I'm watching old stuff all the time.
1: yes I are watching new stuff. I know. The Empty Man. Uh, I didn't get to watch, but was on many people's lists. And really sounds like my bag. It's another uh, folklore, urban legend tale about there's an entity wiping out teens (laughs) and this cop has to investigate and find out if it's true or not. I haven't seen it. I I intend on watching it very, very soon. I wanted to have it uh, watched for this episode because I figured it would be on my list. But it will definitely be featured on an episode soon as I'll be watching it.
2: I do not I do not even want to understand why you have the wrong turn remake on there.
1: Hold on. so save yourselves. <laughs> this I thought was gonna make my list, but it wasn't it wasn't really horror related enough. It was full blown comedy. It's about this Brooklyn couple that like they're super hipster, super hipster Brooklyn couple. And they're having identity issues where they don't know where they stand in their careers and their relationship and with their friendships. And they spend too much time on their phones. So they decide they're going to go out into the wilderness, like upstate New York, uh, to stay at a super hipster friend's house. Um, And there's just all these jabs against hipsters in the, the entire movie, which that so it's like me. the invitation. <laughs> yeah, that, that amuses me. It makes me laugh. Like It's, it's like more like I'm laughing at the movie than with them. Um, and basically an alien invasion incurs, but they didn't have their phones on, so they didn't know it was happening until the last minute. And it, it, it's just, you can't even call it fringe horror. It's, it's full-blown comedy. Like there's like, nothing horrific happens at all. Like Yes, it's an alien invasion, but it's a ridiculous... It ends super weird. But it was a fun watch, and it was an interesting watch, so I recommend it. it just didn't fall on a horror list. Wrong turn. Did you watch this one?
2: No, I refuse to.
1: So I'm a big fan of this franchise. I know you love it. It was up to, I want to say, five or six movies. Just being ridiculous, like, um, with, like, mutant... People I need, I need mutant people attacking other innocent tourists. I kind need more
2: movie. joyride movies with Paul Walker and Steve Zahn.
1: Well, oh, yeah, that's yeah.
2: great. Uh, I, I understand, but like Wait, that's is that, that's,
1: uh, that's candy cane, right? Candy cane. Yeah. Candy cane. Steve Zahn
2: is one of the most underrated actors ever, and Paul Walker, RIP, um, steals that movie. Like he is not. When you see, if you watch Joyride, you're like a Paul Walker, like, teen heartthrob. And now he kills it. And Steve Zahn is the reason he kills it, because Steve Zahn, like, shits on him. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, How did I get, you get, I get that
1: from Wrong Turn?
2: Because I always confused the two. Back in the day, I would always confuse Wrong Turn and Joyride. Have
1: you haven't seen the original Wrong Turns? Uh, They're good slashers.
2: Is that with Jason... With the... The third one has, uh... No, what's his name? Um, Justin. Justin Long.
1: No, that's, um, Jeepers Creepers.
2: Ah, see, yeah, see, I'm all fucked up with them.
1: Um.
2: That was, like, the thing, right? Early 2000s road trip movies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's what Wrong Turn was. And, um, yeah, I mean, the the Wrong Turn series, like, certainly had its flaws. Like, it it was a a ridiculous slasher movie. Like, um, with mutant people killing innocent tourists but like this one tried to rewrite that and made it like more human and more serious I don't know I mean if you if you want to talk
2: about humans completely, completely a was mute, a, mutants. it was a wrong
1: turn from what the franchise is mutants
2: to me is hills have eyes
1: that's Lo- what wrong turn is
2: yeah it'll always be the hills have eyes that's
1: what wrong turn is but then this one tried to make it much more serious and much more modern times relevant, and it was, we, it was fine. It, it was okay as a it was okay as like a thriller or a horror movie, but it should have never been called Wrong Turn. And did part.
2: we do a remake episode?
1: Yeah, I think we did. But
2: did we? Because Hills Have Eyes is in that rare air where it's like yeah. maybe
1: Producer, more brutal. Like ranking remakes?
2: We should do it. Even if we have, if, even if we did, we should do another one. Um, just talking about the Hills Have Eyes. Like, that's a. Oh, that's good shit. Um, There's so many good remakes. Though. Yeah.
1: We're going to wrap this. The last, wrap? the last the I had oh, was okay. Halloween Kills.
2: Yeah, Halloween Kills for me was uh, too stupid.
1: <laughs> it was very stupid, but. I just really love Michael in this one.
2: Yeah, I love the brutality. I, I do. Um, I hate the political uh, aspect of yeah. it. Which but, seemed
1: very forced. And like Yeah, in the last second. but
2: I love the brutality. For sure. For sure.
1: Yeah, Michael's presence on scene was yeah. brutal. And the
2: gay couple was... Hilarious. They stole the movie.
1: Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, but the the political aspect like it seemed oh, very forced.
2: yeah it was and uh, the 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 fucking guy oh Jesus christ punch the mic uh the the fucking guy that quote unquote escaped with him that nobody even saw in the first episode yeah, or the first movie content, and then things. like he killed, like it's like i don't need this i i don't need <laughs> michael anthony hall screaming evil dies tonight it's just whatever
1: Evil dies
2: tonight. It was fun to go to the movies. It was fun to go to a movie theater and see it. Um, And, you know, I'm not mad about it, but it was just poopies. And they got one more to really, like, bring it back. Um, Now
1: I have no faith in the new one.
2: We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, So I'm just going to finish the episode off, if you don't mind, uh, because we're two hours in somehow uh i would like to thank anybody that's been a part of our show this year man like uh lyle brother pete sean shane uh
1: or various producers various
2: producers dana connor steph um pocket uh who else has been on here calico calico um The Vestibule Amy, Vestibule yeah, really Mary.
1: Is. Well, she wasn't on this year, <laughs> but she not on that this. That was year.
2: last year. Last year, um, but yeah, we have a lot of fun doing it. Is 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 uh, between me and Vinny. Look, we're brothers. We're gonna fight, and it is a uh, it is always a tussle between the two of us. Uh, but we've made a lot of friends. Uh, shout out to like Quilt Fake Chris. Like I said. Uh, Nick, who runs the, the, the Friday night, um, uh, Fright Fest it, Colonial, Virgil up at the Mahoning, uh, you know, just look, the community is deep. We have a lot of fun doing it. And all the breweries we love, yeah, man. all the breweries. I mean, our, our friends down at on Bridge Street, just alone, um, Root Down, Root Down, Stable 12, Bistro, um,
1: Imprint, Imprint Brewing, a lot.
2: St- uh, Stickman Brewing. Look, these are all people that we have a lot of fun with, and you know, this isn't something we're doing to like uh, get rich. Or I wish, I wish we get rich off it. <laughs> I got a Powerball ticket in my pocket. I might be rich, but um, it's you know, it's a new year, and we love. All the people that support us, regardless. Even, you know, even if you don't listen, but you know who the fuck we are, we love it. Uh, We appreciate it. And I just, uh, I hope we can keep doing it. You know, me and Vinny are at each other's throats a lot. (laughs) And, you know, the cat is cutting people up. Uh, But yeah. It, it's just fun. We're to keep doing it. Yeah. It's fun for us. It is. This is something that we've been talking about for years and years and years. And now we're about two years deep into it. And uh, we love it, man. And it's super fun. And the community, you know, come together. Let's. Let's just keep on keeping on. <laughs> and, you know, we got places like the Colonial, the Mahoning, um, uh, other local theaters that are just showing 35 prints of old horror and that's what keeps us going. You know, it's not, there's, there's nothing that will ever be something that like you'll be like, Oh, I got this. You know, you meet a guy. It's cool. You know, I'm, I I, I hang with, uh, you know, Tom Atkins or Tom McLaughlin or CJ Graham or Tom Matthews. Uh, You know, not a big deal to anybody else, but it's a big deal to us, Mm -hmm. and that's cool. And, uh, you know, I hope it stays this way for a long time, because when I was a kid, I never knew it could get this good, and it's super fun, and I'm meeting super great people, and I'm just super happy. So, here's the 2022. Vinny, anything?
1: Nope. Salute. Salute. We're going to keep it going. Hell yeah. We got fun stuff coming up. And uh, I'm, I am very much looking forward to diving into it.
2: All right, well, love, peace, and chicken grease.
1: We are out of here. And we're out.